Hello and welcome to the River and Panhandle's weekly podcast. We are so excited that you are tuning in for this week's message. Before we get started, there are a few things that we would love for you to do. Share it, subscribe, and rate the podcast. So the message is about to begin. We hope that you are encouraged and that you always remember, no role is insignificant. Every life matters and go out and make a difference. Sincerely honored to be back in my father's house here in Panhandle. Glory to Jesus. Amen. For those of you that don't know me, my name is Pastor Joe. I'm associate pastor there in Amarillo at the Loft Church, but that's not important. I always tell people that what's most important is I pray that you come that you might see Jesus. Amen. And I'm going to say this because it was so heavy on my heart as I was even getting ready to come this way uh, this past couple of weeks and since my brother Jared reached out to me, and I want to say this, is that, listen, church, I want to encourage you on the Lord, because, um, you know, I understand that when pastors move and stuff like that, that, that takes a heavy toll on you, because you get so connected to people, and, and you know, and especially in the Lord, and so, you know, when transition happens, when change happens, uh, you know, some people tend to fall away, but I want to tell you, you wouldn't chasing Matt Cordova, you're chasing Jesus, amen? That's nothing against Matt, that's my man, y'all know that. If any of y'all know, me and Matt, we like brothers. That's my little brother. I call him little bro. He called me big bro Joe, right? And he'd say the same thing when he sees this. You didn't chase Matt Cordova. You chased Jesus. Amen? And I heard the song that I'm really digging on, and I've heard it for a couple of months now. Uh, Tori Durst sings that song. She said, if the Lord builds a house, nobody can tear it down. If the Lord builds a house, nobody can tear it down. Amen? When it's built on his word, bless God. And I pray that when you come to worship God here at the River Church, amen, or you're online, you realize this is the house of God in Christ Jesus. And God sends whosoever he will. Amen. Come on, somebody. Y'all better pray, Y'all better pray on this with me. Glory to God. I love my pastor, but if he decides to move, I still got to follow Jesus. My pastor that was here just recently, he'll tell you that. Amen. Be encouraged. Be encouraged. Bless God. This is not all on just one somebody, neither. You're a member of the body of Christ. Amen, church. I pray that y'all hear me not with your ears, but with your heart. Glory to God. Listen, (laughs) y'all know how I do, right? So when I was growing up, my grandfather, he used to put me on the deacon board with all the old deacons. Them deacons was like 60 years older than me, man talking about things I hadn't even seen yet. Y'all hear me? But my grandfather could hear, he, he could hear from God. So he said, when I was just 10 years old, you get up there, boy, you get up there with them deacons and help open up service. Yes, sir. <laughs> and them deacons were singing all them old gospel songs, and it, and it did something to me. Amen? There's nothing wrong with these new praise and worship songs. That's all fine and good. But for me, I like to go back. Take me back. Amen? used to be a song that said, take me back, dear Lord, where I first received. Some of y'all, we need to go back. Hello, somebody. Go back to when you first fell in, fell in love with God in Christ Jesus. Amen? Go back to where you first got into the ark of God in Christ Jesus. 
Come on, somebody. They used to sing this song. And, uh, you know, it's so funny and interesting to me that everybody pretty much has cell phones now. Nobody has a house phone. You can always reach them because no matter where they're at because they're, they have a cell phone, right? But my mom told me and my grandfather told me back in the day there used to be a thing called party lines. <laughs> and uh, they said that the party line was you pick up the phone, you could hear other people talking. And so when they took a break, you could actually make the call you wanted to make or reach somebody that you wanted to reach, right? And I just want to give you a little glimpse inside that party line still happening because even on your cell phone, if you say or do something that the government don't like, <laughs> somebody's on the line. <laughs> so party lines have not completely gone away. They still monitoring your call. Y'all didn't want to hear that, right? And I didn't come to be political. I'm just trying to tell the truth. <laughs> Bless God. But what's so interesting about the party lines was that the old believers believed that when when you got on the phone, and even if some others were on the phone, and people are always ear hustling, you talk, and they on there like, ear hustling, that's called ear hustling. They listening to your business, right? But my mom and them told me, they said that when you were really going through a situation in life, and you wanted to talk to Jesus, you had a main line to Jesus. It's called prayer. Hello, somebody. See? And they used to sing this song and said, Jesus is on the main line. Tell him what you want. Oh, Jesus is on the main line. Clap your hands and tell him what you want. Well, now Jesus is on the main line. Tell him what you want. You just call him up and tell him what you want. Oh, yes, Jesus is on the main line. Tell him what you want. Come on now, Jesus is on the main line. Tell him what you want. Well, now Jesus is on the main line. Tell him what you want. You just call him up and tell him what you want. Woo! Come on, y'all. Hallelujah. Learn how to pray. Bless God. Not just in bad times, but good times too. Amen? In good times too. Speaking of which, let us pray. Most gracious and merciful Heavenly Father, Lord God, in the name of Jesus, we thank you that you're on the main line, Father God. Despite what the world might try to throw at us, Lord God. Despite what the lies the world might try to tell on us, Father God, we know that when we enter into our prayer closet with you, Almighty God, that you're always on the main line, Father God. And all we got to do is call you up and tell you which, what we want, Lord God. Call you up and tell you what's going on, Father God. It's nothing that catches you by surprise, Almighty God. But, Daddy, sometimes, Lord God, we're going through so much turmoil and hell, Lord God, that, Master, even our mates don't understand. But, Master, when we go into that prayer closet and we hit our knees, Father God, Master, even with tears in our eyes, Daddy, we begin to say, Jesus, help me. Jesus, help me, Father God. Master, that we call you, Lord God, and you answer always right on time, Father God. So, Daddy, we thank you. Thank 
thank you, thank you this morning, Father God, that you are an on-time God, Father God. You are a God that sits high, but you look low, Father God, and you see us all standing in the need of prayer, Father God. It's not one person sitting here today, Father God, that came here by accident, Lord God, a happenstance. But Father God, because of your grace and mercy, Father God, you sent your Holy Spirit into the room and woke us up early this morning, Father God, clothed in our right mind, Father God. So, Daddy, right now, we come to surrender our soul to you in the name of Jesus. No other God that we know, but Jesus Christ is Lord, Father God. So, Daddy, we pray that you will speak to us and speak through us what thus saith the Lord, and we give you all the praise, all the honor, and all the glory in Jesus' mighty name. And the church said, amen. Amen. Woo! <laughs> amen. They told me you don't never know when your last time is going to be. Amen? That's not being morbid. That's just being real. So I know I'm going to get on that main line and call them up. Call them up. Bless God. Not just when the storm is raging in my life, but in good times too. Amen, church? Hey, look, I need y'all to help me this morning. Y'all know how I roll. <laughs> Bless God. Our message today is going to come from Genesis chapter 7. Genesis chapter 7, and there's 24 verses. The title of the message this morning is Get in the Ark. Get in the Ark. Genesis chapter 7. Get in the Ark. Amen. What are you talking about, Pastor? Well, I'm glad you asked. We'll find out. Hold on. <laughs> Get in the Ark. Genesis chapter 7, beginning reading at verse number 1, and the Word of God reads as such. It says, then the Lord said to Noah, go into the ark, you and your whole family, because I have found you righteous in this generation. Amen. The Lord said to Noah, go into the ark, because I have found you righteous, you and your family, because I have found you righteous in this generation. Boy, that's an untimed word for today. Jesus said the Lord told Noah to go into the ark because he found them to be righteous. When I read in Hebrews chapter 11, y'all know that, that chapter called the Hall of Faith? You ever read that? Only about three of y'all read that? <laughs> y'all going to be laughing at the end of this. I don't care if you laugh at the beginning. <laughs> Bless God. <laughs> Always enjoy yourself in the Lord. Hebrews chapter 11, verse number 7, the Bible says this. By faith, Noah, when warned, by, warned about things not yet seen, in holy fear, built an ark to save his family. By his faith, he condemned the world and became an heir of righteousness that is in keeping with faith. Wow. The scripture told us in Genesis that, that God had found Noah to be righteous. Now, you think about righteousness. By the way, that's an adjective. I had to look that up because I didn't pay attention in school. <laughs> And uh, righteousness, y'all, is, is, is being morally or justifiably right or virtuous. In other words, Noah was in right standing with the Lord. He was in right standing with the Lord. The Bible didn't say that Noah was perfect. It said that he was in right standing with the Lord. Now, I'm going to challenge you, church, to examine yourself by the power of the Holy Spirit. Where do you stand with the Lord? crickets. <laughs> Bless God. Amen. That's not picking because you know what? The only reason I'm standing here today is because of God's grace, love, and kindness. You understand what I'm saying? 
Because when I get out of right standing with the Lord, the Holy Spirit whipped me so good, mama, I got to get back in line. You see what I'm saying? But you got to allow the Holy Spirit to examine you as you examine yourself and say, am I in right standing with the Lord God Almighty? See, because in 2 Corinthians 5, 2 Corinthians 5, verse number 21, in the Amplified Bible, it reads like this. It said, God made Christ Jesus. God made Christ Jesus, who knew no sin, to be sin in our behalf, so that in him we would become the righteousness of God. How do you get in right standing with God? Only through Jesus Christ. Can you hear me now? Come on, church. If we got to step this out step by step, we're going to do that today. Amen? Noah was only in right standing with God because of God's grace and mercy. By faith, he was in right standing with God. That's how we get it, and we only get it through Jesus. Look at this. This proves that God doesn't show favoritism. If Noah could get it, and we could get it today, amen, that, you know what, God has no, God's no respect of a person. Amen? When you come with the right heart, a heart of repentance, and you come by faith in Christ Jesus, that's how you get in right standing with God. Make no mistake about it, church. I've said this before, and I'll say it again. Some things are taught, and some things are caught. You choose how you want to get it today. Come on, church. See, that is, we would be made acceptable to God and placed in a right relationship with him by his grace and mercy only through Christ Jesus. And the Lord goes on to tell Noah, he says, take with you seven pairs of every kind of clean animal, a male and its mate, and one pair of every kind of unclean animal, a male and its mate, and also seven pairs of every kind of bird, male and female, to keep their various kinds alive through the earth, throughout the earth. Seven days from now, I will send rain on the earth for 40 days and 40 nights. And I will wipe from the face of the earth everything created that I have made. And Noah did all that the Lord commanded him. Let's, let's dissect that particular verse of scripture a little bit, church. Look at this. The scripture says seven pair, the Lord told Noah to take seven pair of clean. What did that represent? Seven pair of clean animals. That represented being in the presence of God. Y'all with me now? See, only those that are clean can be in the presence of God. When you're in right standing with God, you realize and recognize by faith in Christ Jesus that you're in the presence of God. Y'all know what I'm talking about. You know how it is when you've been chasing after God so much, amen, and then you just, you just know that you know that you know that you're in right standing with God. But the moment you sin against God's word and will, Come on, somebody. Tell the truth and shame the devil. <laughs> I'm preaching myself happy. I don't care if y'all want to go with me or not. <laughs> Amen. Seven pair of clean represents being in the presence of God. Israel was clean because God chose them and sanctified them and called them to be holy. Not because of anything they did, but because of what God did for them. What does that mean to you today? Listen, when you've been a faithful and obedient to God and you surrender your life to God, amen, it's not what you can do for God, but what God can do for you. Amen? And then he said, one pair of unclean. What does that mean? Represents being separated from God. 
You see what I'm saying? So I said that Israel was only made clean because of what God did for them. Listen, the Gentiles were not chosen by God. So they come in under a cloud of condemnation. You see what I'm saying? Separated from God, but God. Can you all please say that with me this morning? But God. Amen? But God loved us so much so that he sent his only begotten son. His name is Jesus. Hello, church. And, uh, but later, God grafted us into his kingdom through the death, burial, and resurrection of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And that's, what, that's how we became clean. Come on, somebody. Listen, the reason for more clean animals than unclean animals was this. Because when God delivered Noah and his family, there would, they would be sacrifices that needed to be made. Y'all see now? That's why he had to have seven pair of clean animals. And not only that, think about it just logically. Noah and his family had to have something to eat. They couldn't eat the unclean animals by faith. You see what I'm saying? So they had to have something to eat along this journey. And that was going to be a long boat ride. <laughs> Carnival ain't got nothing on that. <laughs> so they had to have something to eat. So they had to have the clean animals. Y'all with me now? Also notice that God gave strict instructions to Noah to make sure he took male and female. Hello. To sustain life. You know, in church, it's getting to a point where the Scripture told us this, and we see it coming to pass today, that you know what? You, you got those that even so-called confessing believers that want to call good evil and evil good. Oh, pastor, you can't talk about sin. You can't preach about homosexuality. Really? Because God talked about it. Oh, he won't be coming back. Okay, and? Amen. Stand on the word of God. Amen. God ordained this for a reason. He said, you take male and female that life may be sustained on earth. See, every church member should have said amen because if you turn on your phone, you turn on the TV, you turn left, you turn right, hello. God created me this way. Don't lie on God. Amen. See, Tori, a lot of folks don't want to preach about sin. I preach about sin. Amen? Amen, brother? Can I get a witness? Glory to Jesus. We're not getting hung up there, but I'm going to preach the gospel today. Amen? Noah obeyed God even when, it didn't, uh, even when he didn't fully know or understand God's plan for him and his family. That's deep. Noah obeyed God even when it wasn't popular. Hello, church. Noah obeyed God even when he couldn't see God. Come on, somebody. Stand on the word of God that you find yourself in right standing with God. Can I get a witness this morning? Glory to God. The scripture goes on to say this. Noah was 600 years old when the floodwaters came on the earth. And Noah and his sons and his wife and his son's wives entered into the ark to escape the water of the flood. Pairs of clean and unclean animals, of birds and all the creatures that moved along the ground, male and female, came to Noah and entered the ark, as God had commanded Noah. And after the seven days, the floodwaters came on the earth. Well, what is that scripture talking about? I'm glad you asked. Look, take note. 
It was not enough, listen church, it was not enough for Noah to just build the ark, but him and his family had to get on the ark. <laughs> Somebody's like, like a meme. What? <laughs> Check this out, church. Check this out. It was not enough for him to just build the ark, but he had to get on the ark. Just like you and I, we have to step out on faith and enter into Jesus. Can you see me now? Amen? It's not enough for us to just know Jesus and to just go to church. We must enter into God's perfect will through Christ Jesus. Does it make sense now? Hello? Because I told you all in the very beginning of this message, just talking to you, if the Lord builds a house, nobody can tear it down, right? And some of y'all would dare come and say, well, I helped build the River Church. Good for you. You physically did something for the Lord. <laughs> Hello. Hello. Well, I helped paint the children's wing. Good for you. All right. Well, I'm the one that bought my nail gun and nailed it. Good for you. Now get in Jesus. <laughs> Boy, they don't like this kind of preaching, Jesus. I love y'all. I'm glad y'all love me and long-suffering, long-suffering, bless God. Amen. You got to get in Jesus. Well, I'm the one who leads the praise and worship. Good for you. Are you in Jesus? Amen. Well, I'm the one who gathers all the kids. Good for you. Are you in Jesus? Y'all see me now? Well, I showed up today. Good for you. So did Jesus. Do you know him? I love you. I, love <laughs> I do love y'all, man. I, I, I just love that, you know, that y'all patient with me, the little chocolate dude, bald-headed dude. <laughs> hey, listen, check this out. No one, can enter, no one can enter the ark for you. No one can enter the ark for you. You got to do it for yourself. What are you talking about, Pastor Joe? Check this out. Well, I, my grandma was saved and my mama and daddy are saved. Okay. They got in the ark. Are you in the ark? Well, my daddy's a pastor of the church. Okay. It looked like you're on your way to hell. Listen, I know somebody like that's way extreme. No, not, no it's not. Amen. And see, because some folks won't get this right now. But you give it five years, you give it one year, you give it ten years, the Holy Spirit will bring this to your remembrance. Hey, I should have gotten in the ark a long time ago when I was warned about the rain that's going to fall, the wrath of God that's going to fall. Amen? Get in the ark. Get in the ark, church. Get in Jesus. Hallelujah. No one can do it for you. Notice. Noah entered the ark. Now, check this out. This is, this is real deep right there on that verse of Scripture. Noah entered the ark first, then his family came into the ark. What does that represent? Check this out. This is symbolic of the fact that a man should be the leader of his home in God. Amen? I stumbled a little bit, so let me say that again. That represents the fact that a man should be the godly leader in his home. Noah entered the ark first. Can I get a witness? And then he brought his family in. Amen? But not by his own power and his own might, but through Jesus. Can I get a witness? 
See, I love when my baby boy says to me, hey, daddy, mommy and daddy, are y'all going to come in here and pray for me tonight? Man, my eyes well up with tears. I'm a hundred, I'm two, I almost lied in church, I'm 200 pounds. <laughs> 280 pounds to be exact. But when my baby says, daddy, you going to pray for me tonight? I feel like I've done something right. Amen? I like pressing that steel, but man, it don't compare when I'm in Jesus. Amen? When you lead your family in the ark of Jesus, bless God, everything changes. Help me, church, please. Noah got on the ark first, and then he brought his family with him. Glory to God. Don't run off and leave them. Take them to Jesus. Amen? Well, I made a lot of mistakes, and I'm 60 years old. Get your family and take them to Jesus. Amen? Woo, help me, Holy Ghost. The man must be the spiritual leader, the example. Bless God. Well, Lord, I've been serving you a long time, and we always took our children to church, and now they're 20-some years old, and they don't want to do nothing but hang out and drink and smoke and get high and fornicate. Stay in Jesus. One day they'll look up and they'll say, man, I had a good life. How do I get back? And Jesus will use you to be an example of a type of Christ to lead your family back to Jesus. Amen? Mm, hallelujah. Y'all pray for me. Bless God, because it means something. It really means something. Amen? Some of y'all have been praying for kids that's been out there a long time. Why don't you get in the ark and let them see you so they can come home? Amen? Amen. Thank you, Jesus. The Bible goes on to say this. It says, in the 600th year of Noah's life, on the seventh day of the second month, on that day, all the springs of the great deep burst forth, and the floodgates of the heavens were opened. And the rain fell on the earth 40 days and 40 nights. What does that mean? See, most scholars and most theologians believe that at one time there's this great spance of water, great spance of water over the earth and under the earth. And when God spoke the word in the name of Jesus, all that water burst forth. You understand what I'm saying? Because all God has to do is speak the word. Come on, somebody. When God spoke the word, the faucet in heaven opened. <laughs> come on. And the water came. But it didn't just come down. It came up. You see what I'm saying? Because God spoke the word. Bless God. And, and why did the Bible say right there all that detail about, you know, the, the year, the month, and the day? Well, check this out. The Holy Spirit wants the reader to know that there is nothing figurative about this story. This event actually took place. Amen? Because you know what? Even archaeologists and scientists, when they have gone to very remote places that's been undisturbed by man, and then they examine the soil, they saw that it was, let me get this right, they saw that it was new dirt, medium-aged dirt, and old dirt, then in, again, old dirt, medium-aged dirt, and new dirt, and they're like, how can this be? 
That's out of order. You see what I'm saying? So the archaeologists are studying this, and they're like, something cataclysmic had to happen for this to be like this because it doesn't form like that but God. Amen? When they're finding all these artifacts but God, something quick and sudden had to happen for the land to be this way, for these artifacts to be found in this manner inside of this mountain but God. Amen? The Holy Spirit wanted to record forever in time for whosoever will believe in the Lord Jesus that God's word is true. When the water bursts forth like a jailbreak on this day and still remains, it still remains today, a mystery to the scientists and archaeologists. That's how we know that the word of God is true and the word of God backs itself. You see, it may seem strange to man when they find things like this, but one thing I want to tell you, church, we can't edit God. We can't edit God. Well, I'm going to change the story a little bit to make it fit modern technology. Nope. It won't work like that because it speaks for itself. Amen? But God, glory to Jesus. The scripture goes on to read, it says, on that very day, Noah and his sons, Shem, Ham, and Japheth, together with his wife and the wives of his three sons, entered the ark. They had with them every wild animal according to its kind, all the livestock according to their kind, every creature that moved along the ground according to its kind, and every bird according to its kind, everything with wings, pairs of all creatures that have that have the breath of life in them came to Noah and entered the ark. The animals in their and the animals going in, they were male and female of every kind of living thing. As God commanded Noah, then the Lord shut them in. That's what the Bible said, right? Did y'all happen to notice that the scripture kept saying, according to its kind, every bird according to its kind. Every animal, according to its kind. Look at God, y'all. Look at God. Check this out. You know why the scripture said that? Because God knew that some years later, some dummy would come along and try to teach somebody about evolution. <laughs> Bust it. Oh, well, you evolved from this tree. Man, if you don't get out of here, That tree is not according to my kind. Now, if you look at me personally today, and y'all like, man, that brother is so swole. He looked like a silverback gorilla. Then, yeah. <laughs> I had to go there. Y'all know, <laughs> amen, amen, amen. <laughs> according to his kind. <laughs> but that just proves that God has a sense of humor, right? I thought that was good. I, I, I thought that was good. <laughs> Bless God. Listen. <laughs> Y'all don't start none, there won't be none. Now come on. <laughs> Glory to Jesus. Listen, church. <laughs> These verses show the grace of God. 
Our Lord still waits. Listen, the scripture says this, and y'all go back and read this for yourself. But it says along there that God still gave them seven days, didn't it? It said God still waited. After the ark was built, he still waited seven days, didn't it? He still waited. The Lord still tarried if you're old enough and you remember that word. The Lord still waited seven days after the ark was completed. And then he started loading the boat. Glory to God. Noah went on first, and then his family, and then every animal according to his kind. And then the scripture wraps up and says what? And then God closed the door. <laughs> Hallelujah. Y'all don't miss that. You see what I'm saying? God still showed to him his unmerited grace and mercy. He still gave him seven days after Noah's done preached 150 years. He still gave him seven days to get in the boat. Amen. What is that speaking to some of you today? You still got time to get into the ark. Amen. Well, I think I'm too far gone. No, 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 baby. You still got time. Get in the ark before the Lord closes the door. Glory to Jesus. The Bible says this in Ephesians chapter 2, verses 4 and 5. The Bible says this, But because of his great love for us, God, who is rich in mercy, made us alive with Christ, even when we were dead in transgressions. It's by grace you have been saved. You see what I'm saying? Because of God's great love for us, because of his love and grace and merciful kindness. Amen? He's saying you still got time. Don't wait until the door is closed to try to make it in because you won't make it in. While the blood is running warm in your veins, please come on in. Glory to Jesus. Please recognize that. And another thing I want to point it out in that particular little verse of Scripture, y'all, very important. Please recognize that these animals peaceably got into the ark. These animals came as the Lord directed them, and they peacefully got into the ark. Why is that important that these animals came together? Amen? These animals came together. Animals that normally would be at odds. Why did they come peacefully and get into the ark? What does that mean to us? Well, i got a question for you, River Church. If the animals can obey God, why can't we? Woo! Now, see, I look just like the rock. According to his kind. Listen, if the animals can obey God, why can't we? If the animals can come and get into the ark of Jesus, why can't we? If the animals can get into the ark of Jesus without fussing and fighting and bickering, whoo, it's getting heavy in here. Why can't we? Amen? Well, I've been at the river a long time. I should have some say. Jesus should have some say in it. Amen? Yeah, y'all didn't know I was going to go there. That was like a curveball, huh? <laughs> Listen, church. Then the Lord shut them in, the Bible says. This shows us that it was not up to Noah to keep himself and his family in the ark, but it was the Lord that kept them in the ark. Y'all should have said amen right there. Come on, church. Listen, in John chapter 10, John chapter 10, verse number 28 through 30, the Bible says, 
I give them eternal life, and they shall never perish. No one can snatch them out my hand. My Father who has given them to me is greater than all. No one can snatch them out of my Father's hand, and I and my Father are one. Thank you, Jesus. Somebody say, thank you, Jesus. Just to know that no one can snatch you out of God's hand. Thank you, Jesus. The scripture says this in the book of Ephesians, Ephesians 1, 13 and 14, look at what the Bible says. It says, and you also were included in Christ when you heard the message of truth, the gospel of your salvation, when you believed and were marked with him with a seal, the promised Holy Spirit, who is a deposit, oh my God, who is a deposit guaranteeing our inheritance until the redemption of those who are God's possession. To, the, to God be the praise and glory. That's a whole lot, church. That's a whole lot right there. Matter of fact, that's everything. That you were marked by God, that you were sealed by God for the glory of God till the day of God. Amen? <laughs> that you were deposited in God, that I was deposited in God through Christ Jesus. Now, y'all know how happy y'all get when y'all go to the bank and make a deposit. Don't front. Oh, y'all got direct deposit. Ooh, you bougie. <laughs> Help me, Holy Ghost. Help me, Lord. Help. <laughs> I got direct deposit too. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Amen. That when God made a deposit in your soul through Christ Jesus, just to know that you've been sealed, blessed. Amen. And the scripture reads, as we get ready to move on, check this out. It said, for 40 days, the flood kept coming on the earth. God kept his promise. He said it was going to rain, and the rain came. Y'all hear me? God said it was going to rain, and the rain came. And the waters increased, and they lifted the ark high above the earth. The water rose and increased greatly on the earth, and the ark floated on the surface of the water. They rose greatly on the, uh, they rose greatly on the earth, and all the high mountains under the entire heavens were covered. Wow. The waters rose and covered the mountain to the depth of more than 15 cubits. I had to check that, y'all. <laughs> That's 22.5 feet. Okay. Every living thing that moved on the land perished. Birds, livestock, wild animals, all the earth that, all the creatures that swarm over the earth, and all mankind. The Lord said they all perished. Everything on dry land that had breath of life in its nostrils died. Every living thing on the face of the earth was wiped out. People and animals and the creatures that moved along the ground of, of the, even the birds that were wiped out from the earth. Only Noah, only Noah was, only Noah was left and those with him in the ark. The waters flooded the earth for 150 days. Everything that had the breath of life in its nostrils died. Pastor Joe, you sure everything? Everything. Amen. That's what the scripture said. Only Noah and his family were saved. Why? Because they got in the ark as God commanded them. 
even during that last seven days, church, of grace. Hello, somebody. Don't you like seeing types and shadows and understanding the Bible a little bit more and the breakdown of Scripture? That the Scripture even said God still gave them seven days. After all that preaching, God still showed them favor, right? And he still gave them seven more days when the ark was completed to get in the ark. Come on, church. So as we prepare to close, and I am working towards a close, church, I want to say this. Noah, just the name alone, this is how amazing our God is. The name Noah, when I looked it up and checked it out, because I wondered why did God choose Noah for this task, right? Because some of y'all sitting there today and you wonder, why or how could God use me? Well, I want to let you know, church, that when God has a call upon your life, there's nothing man can do to stop it. Amen? Glory to Jesus. Noah came from the Hebrew word noah, which means rest and comfort. Look at God. It, it, just the name of Noah alone comes from a Hebrew word that means rest and comfort, y'all. The scripture says this in Matthew chapter 11, starting at verse number 28. The Bible says this. It said, come to me, all you who are weary and heavy burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your weary soul. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. You see me now? You want rest and you want comfort? God knows how to use you. Well, I can't come to Jesus because my buddies at work, they'll think I'm weird. Get in the ark. Amen? My, my, my homies at school, they're going to think I'm crazy. Get in the ark. Amen? Well, my buddies at the co-op, they're going to think I'm, get in the ark. Glory to Jesus. You want rest? You want peace? You want comfort? Get in the ark. His name is Jesus. Help me, church. You see, the Bible says this. That's that chapter before chapter 7. Chapter 6, verse number 9 in Genesis, the Bible said this. It said, Noah was a righteous man, blameless among the people of his time, and he walked faithfully with God. Look at the times that we live in, church. Look at all the chaos and all the confusion, all the things that they're calling good that's evil. You see what I'm saying? Get in the ark. His name is Jesus. Make no mistake about it. If you examine yourself according to the word of God in Christ Jesus, would you, be, would you be found righteous? Would you be found in right standing with God? Well, Pastor Joe, I have a secret sin that I struggle with. I do too. Amen? But I also repent and have repented. Glory to Jesus. I can't stand when a pastor or a preacher or somebody that's supposed to represent God try to come up here and act like they don't have no struggles. Hello, somebody. For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Amen? But I lay mine down at the feet of Jesus daily. And I take up my cross and I follow Jesus daily. Amen? Because I want to be found, Tori, when the door begins to close, when God begins to close the door, I want to be found righteous in God's sight. Glory to Jesus. I want to be found in the ark, my brother. Amen? When God allows the Holy Spirit to 
examine your life, will you be found righteous in right standing? Because listen to this. If you will, and those of you that are able, will you please stand? And we can go ahead and have the music up. And those of you that are able, will you please stand as I read this? Listen to this, church. In 1 Peter, 1 Peter chapter 3, verses 18 to 22. 1 Peter chapter 3, verses 18 to 22. Look what the Bible says. The scripture says, For Christ also suffered once for sin, the righteous for the unrighteous, to bring you to God. He was put to death in the body, but made alive in the spirit. After being made alive, he went and, and made proclamation to the imprisoned spirits. Those who were disobedient long ago when God waited patiently for them in the days of Noah while the ark was being built. My God. In it only a few people, eight in all, were saved through the water. This, this water symbolized baptism that now saves you also. Not the removal of dirt from your body, but the pledge of a clear conscience towards God. It saves you by the resurrection of Jesus Christ, who has gone into heaven and is at the right hand of God with the angels, authorities, and power in submission to God. Now, I know I said a lot. Read your Bible for yourself. And you will find in 1 Peter chapter 3, starting at verse number 18, the scripture simply says, Noah and his family were saved because they were faithful and obedient to God in the last days. And they got into the ark. But look at the love that God has for us in Christ Jesus. That the scripture says that when Jesus came, amen, when God came in human form, and we know him, his name is Jesus, amen, that even at his death and burial, Jesus still went and preached to the imprisoned spirits. Look at the favor of God. Look at the grace of God. Look at the mercy of God. See, some of you, this is your message today. It should be for everyone, amen? But those that's willing to receive, amen, those whose heart has been tilled by the Spirit of the Holy Spirit, amen, by the power of the Holy Spirit, that hears me today with their heart, not just their ears, they realize and recognize that, hey, this may be my only opportunity to get into the ark. See, in a minute, there's going to be some that come to the front that stand for prayer. And if you say, well, I don't want to pray with them, Looks like I see an altar standing right here. Let's make it old school. Amen? Come to the altar. But most of all, church, come to Jesus. Come to Jesus. Come to Jesus. Amen? Because you read in the message just now, man can't do it for you. No one else can do it for you. You got to come to Jesus on your own. Y'all hear me? Bless God. See, Noah and his family... They entered into the ark. And what I like and I realize and recognize about this message is that when Noah and his family entered into the ark, that represented that they were dead to the world. And when the rain started falling, bless God, and the ark, the rain started coming down so heavy, that represented the burial. Hello, church. And then when God saw fit and the waters receded, that represented the resurrection. Come on, church. And we know that today to be the gospel, the death, burial, and resurrection of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. While the blood is running warm in your veins, 
Get in the ark. Amen? Get in the ark. Don't let it be said too late. Get into the ark. That ark, his name is Jesus. His name is Jesus. His name is Jesus. Amen? Let every heart pray. Father God, in the name of Jesus, we do thank you, Daddy, for your holy and grafted word. And Father, I pray in Jesus' name that you will just allow your Holy Spirit to circumcise our hearts today, Father God. Master, if it's sitting here, be one sitting here today, Master, that just kind of just been coming to church because that's what they do, Lord God, by a religious routine. I pray today, Father God, that they will fall more in love with you, Jesus. Master, that they will come with a heart of repentance, Lord God, saying, what must I do to be saved? And your Holy Spirit will speak expressly to their soul and tell them, get in the ark. His name is Jesus. When they believe with their heart the Lord Jesus and confess with their mouth that Jesus Christ is Lord, God's only begotten Son, Master, that salvation to come, Lord God, and they will be in the ark of Jesus. Master, we thank you for your holy and grafted word, O God. Master, we thank you that your word shall not go forth and return to you void, but fulfill that which you have for it to do. We thank you, thank you, thank you, Almighty God Jehovah. We praise you. And Father God, I pray in the name of Jesus, under the sound of my weak voice, that every soul will get in the ark of Jesus. I pray, Almighty God, that I'll be found in the ark of Jesus. We thank you, Daddy, in Jesus' holy name. And the church said, Amen. Amen. I love you to life. And that's this week's message. We hope that you are encouraged and inspired. If you would like to join our online campus and experience the service as it happens live, go follow us on Facebook or YouTube by searching The River in Panhandle, Texas. Have an amazing and blessed week.